Hello and welcome back to Call to the Pen as part of the Hammer Betting Network. It's been a while since uh, we did one of these. Uh, I'm Alex Moretto, joined by Jason Weingarten, better known as Spreadopedia. And uh, today we're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. It's been a fun tournament for the last uh, last few weeks or so, and we're heading into the final tonight. going to be a great game. So first off, though, Jason, how you doing? Pretty good. How's it going? Yeah, can't complain. I'm uh, still buzzing from that game last night. That was uh, was pretty wild. Did you end up watching it twice, like you said you were going to? Yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'd, I'd been in Vegas the, the last five days or so. Um, I got back yesterday. And, you know, being in Vegas five days, it catches up to you. Like, it just inevitably you get old enough that, that you just can't, can't do Vegas nonstop anymore. And I'm not even talking about partying. I'm just talking about gambling for like four or five straight days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I got back and I finally fell asleep yesterday afternoon. And I missed all of Roka Sasaki's start. I didn't see a single pitch. I, I woke up. The first play, I, I put my glasses on and I, I look up and a Rosarena's at the wall. I'm like, oh, I, I literally didn't have my glasses on. I go, that looks like a home run. You know, I'm, I'm like squinting put my glasses on. Nope. Randy jumps up, grabs it. That's so that was my introduction to the game. I, I still need to go back and watch the Sasaki start, but you know, what I heard was essentially he gave up one bad pitch, which resulted in the three run home run, but otherwise he was electric. And, uh, you know, when I, when I woke up and started watching the game, I, I did not think, uh, Japan necessarily was in a great position, you know, even being down three runs, it's, it's not the end of the world, but, you know, I thought maybe Mexico was really going to get through and, uh, then they came back and, you know, another, another great game in a, in a tournament that's given us, you know, world-class baseball better than anything we're going to see in the next couple months. Um, you know, the best baseball of the year. Um, with exception to potentially tonight, has already been played until September or October. And uh, it's unfortunate that more people aren't watching, but the people who have been have been uh, treated to some some shows. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, some of the people who aren't watching seem to want to cancel the tournament because of some of these injuries that have happened where, like, apparently injuries don't happen in spring training or in uh, in practice or anything like that. You know, just at the World Baseball Classic injuries happen. So that's been that's been frustrating. But like, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's been there's been at least four or five games of this tournament that have probably like at the end of the year when all is said and done will be like top 10 baseball games of the year. Um, it's just been just unbelievable. The talent on display, the, the emotion, the passion, these fans have been great. It's been so awesome to see so far. Uh, anything that like from this tournament that's like surprised you or like, Players have obviously Rosarena has been unbelievable. Um, Turner's had a great tournament. You know, any teams that have impressed you, any other players that have impressed you or anyone that was a bit of a disappointment for you so far? A lot of the bottom tier teams, like even as far down as the Czech Republic, uh, Nicaragua, Israel, um, Great Britain, Canada, they all came into the tournament with absolutely zero expectations and they they didn't necessarily all win a lot of games and, you know, nobody advanced out of pool play, but, you know, I thought there'd be a lot more walkovers in the first round mm -hmm. and there weren't for the most part, you know, um, I just think it, it showed the progress that baseball is making around the world that, you know, a team of, of not even professionals from, from the Czech Republic can, can go and play against Japan. And, you know, like, what did you expect to happen? They were going to get blown out and they did, but, you know, there's something to be said for these teams 
showing up and competing when, you know, there's no reason for them to. And I was impressed with Great Britain. I thought, you know, they had mm -hmm. no, no, you know, nothing to play for essentially. And they came out and won a game. I think they beat Colombia, right? Yeah, they uh, they beat um yeah they beat Colombia. They covered the run line pretty easily against the U.S. They covered the run line pretty easy against Mexico. It was just that Canada game that didn't go great for them. But um yeah, I mean, Great Britain, great showing. Colombia, obviously, a very impressive showing. Panama, you know, had some big moments as underdogs. Czech Republic as well. We saw just how profitable a lot of these uh, these smaller, or I guess not necessarily smaller nations, but um you know less less talented teams just how well they showed and how well these dogs were covering these, like these inflated run lines all the, all the way throughout, like Nicaragua getting these, you know, plus eight and a half and stuff against Venezuela and Dominican. And like, you know, they were able to hang. Um, you saw Israel hang quite a bit, uh, you know, Great Britain, like you just mentioned, same thing with uh, Australia. I mean, Australia went out and beat South Korea, which was really unexpected and impressive, but didn't think uh, many people had them coming out of the pool. So yeah, overall just, um, you know, the gap is obviously, and you look at these rosters on paper, the gap between the top and the bottom is is massive, but it didn't necessarily translate it at the tournament. I thought these, uh, these you know, lesser teams were able to hang. And uh, yeah, and now we're going to be treated to an incredible final tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to that. We see, I'm just trying to get what the line is now here. It looks like, so most places, I think, I know Penny opened uh, around like minus, uh, minus 116 or so with Japan, like plus 103. I think a lot of uh, books sort of open around there. And now we've seen, we saw um, like pretty quickly, we saw a lot of money come in on Japan. Like they were flipped to favorites at one point. I think we saw like some minus 108 on Japan uh, at Penny and um, Circa didn't move as much, uh, Superbook not as much either. But now we've kind of settled it back in where the money's come back in on the States. We're sort of sitting at minus 125-ish, plus 105 for uh, in favor of U.S. right now, heading into this final, um, a total around uh, around 10. Um, are you looking at anything tonight, anything that kind of jumps out to you for this final that you're going to be uh, invested in? Yeah. Um, you mentioned the run lines, by the way, the inflated run, run lines. I very rarely bet a ton of run lines, you know, on day-to-day -day basis in MLB, but this tournament, I was finding myself, I was finding myself betting them, you know, not every game, but, you know, multiple times a day, like you were saying, Nicaragua getting a touchdown in a yeah. baseball game, like, sure, I'll take it, like, you know, and, and there were times I laid, you know, four and a half runs, six and a half runs with the Dominicans, it just, it, it's a different, I like it because it's a different sort of style of thinking about baseball sometimes, um, but you mentioned tonight, I have Japan already on the futures. So I got, you know, three to one, two and a half to one. Um, it's like having the money line now, Japan at a bigger number. Um, gives me the opportunity to bet, uh, bet Team USA if I want, which I have not yet. Um, I have bet a little bit on the total. I bet under 10 because that's a lot of runs. Even if we're assuming that this is a juiced ball, which it, very well might based on the uh, you know the score in the last couple games. I mean the USA Venezuela game, the USA Cuba game, last night's game were all double digit runs um, with with stuff with you know runs to spare. But uh, ten runs, you're telling me I'm getting an under ten on a game with an elite Japanese pitcher and potentially both Yu Darvish and Shohei Otani available to pitch. You know even knowing that. Mer Merrill Kelly is starting for the U.S. and 
you know, I assume everybody is available except please no more Daniel Bard. Please, <laughs> you know, just no. Um, I'm going to go under 10. Maybe, maybe we see a crazy offensive game, but I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping we get a, a replay of the, the 2016 semifinal Dodger stadium where team USA won two to one. Um, you know, obviously I'm rooting for my Japan future, but I really just want to see another exciting game and, uh, an under. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I think we'll see. I mean, obviously, this is, you know, being a final, you're not going to leave any stone unturned. So it would surprise me if we don't see Otani and Darvish come in uh, out of the pen and pitch tonight. The U.S. pitching does scare me a little bit. So I didn't get any pre-flop positions on Japan. I had a lot of uh, positions on Venezuela, which I thought were – I was a little bit unlucky not to have them in the final right now. I think maybe they uh, they handled the bullpen a little mm-hmm. bit differently. They could have gotten by the uh, the U.S. And, and I think they would have beaten Cuba pretty easily. But anyways, nonetheless, I digress. They're not here. So I didn't get any pre-flop on Japan. I did add a good amount yesterday, though. Um, there were some – I mean, plus 185s up to plus 200 on them to win the tournament before the Mexico game, before the semifinal. So I got in on a bunch of that. So I do have a position on Japan. If I didn't, though, I would lean Japan here at this price. Um, For me, obviously, the hitting edge is pretty massive towards the U.S. And, like, it seems insane to bet against the U.S. in, you know, Miami right now. Obviously, the fan support is going to be crazy. Japan doesn't have the best representation here. But, like... The pitching edge for me is significant. Um, I, I'm i just not obviously like, you know, if the U.S. brought all the best pitchers they could bring, it would be unbelievable. But I'm just not a huge fan of what they have right now compared to the arms that Japan can throw out there. And the Japan lineup, obviously not at the same level as this U.S. lineup, but they have a lot of really smart hitters. Uh, they play small ball really well. They make a lot of good contact. And I just think that this is a little bit too high i was expecting a little bit more of like a, a 110 110 ish or maybe like minus 115 minus 105 so i think we're getting a little bit of value that's just my two cents if i didn't have a, a pre-flop position here i would be i would be in on japan at, at some of these uh like plus 110s or so that are available i don't know if you you have any thoughts on the side here or you disagree with that but that's kind of where my head's at right now my plan was to get japan into the final where I assume they would be playing Team USA, the Dominicans, and it ended up being pretty much exactly how I uh, thought it would go. <clears throat> if I had to bet it today, I would probably take Team USA. Um, doesn't hasn't really changed for me. You know, it's the same sort of. Every time you look at the lineup, you see Mookie Betts and Mike Trout batting one, two, and all the way down to Trey Turner batting ninth. It's like, all right, I don't care who's pitching. We can put, you know. I'm trying. We put Patrick Corbin out there and then win the the World Baseball Classic. Um, yeah, it would be better if the U.S. could get some of the top tier pitching to to represent the country. But the guys who are there are still pretty serviceable. Um, as long as we don't get a Daniel Bard appearance tonight, I think everybody will be happy. That uh, Daniel Bard outing against Venezuela was was truly something. Yeah, and that's the thing is you you mentioned Venezuela. I didn't bet Venezuela this tournament because I actually bet Venezuela in the 2016 th- tournament, and it was the same thing. Oh, look at this roster. Look at the pitching. They're actually really good. Um, I got burned on them in 2016, and this time I was like, I'm just not going to get on that horse. I let other people do it, and you guys kind of got a little farther than I did, I think, but uh, ended up the same. 
I don't think I think that game, the the U.S. Venezuela game that they, they did compete, you know, don't get me wrong. Uh, the U.S. opened up with three runs at the top of the first inning and they came back with a two run homer in the, the bottom of the first. So it's not like they were really out of it. Um, I was able to get some Venezuela plus three and a half at one point. Um, like literally, I think it was the top of the first inning. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but but, you know. In, in, in hindsight, when you're looking at that game and Daniel Bard and everything, like other than Bard coming in and just basically giving Venezuela the lead for no reason, I don't I don't think the U.S. was really <clears throat> ever in, in trouble, um, especially once it got to bullpens. And Trey Turner got the meatiest meatball of all time. That um, was, I mean. The, the <laughs> sports book, the Circa sports book started a USA chant after that Grand Slam. So there's no way they were losing after that. It was... Yeah, that, no. that was a great game. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, Bracco Bracco put that on a platter. I think if uh, maybe maybe if they had Alvarado up a little earlier and he was ready, maybe it's different just based on how he came in and pitched. But again, like even if but they get out of still, that, you him, still would have had to face Trout and Mookie Betts. Yeah, you know, even if you, yeah, that's and that's the thing. the thing you're gonna have to do that tonight too. So yeah. you know, yeah. all these people saying, "Are Ot- is Otani gonna pitch?" Absolutely, he's gonna pitch. He's gonna pitch in the the most important moment of the game if it gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, they they basically telegraphed it. the The Angels general manager they asked him today, "Is Otani allowed to pitch?" And the finally says, "It's up to him." So, you know, there's literally nothing in his way, as far as I can tell. Which is another aspect of this game is you know we get to watch Otani and Trout play against each other for once and. We might even get to see him pitch against him, which should be one of the highlights of the year for for baseball if it happens. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to touch on was also Darvish because Darvish obviously will be coming in in this game, probably pitching a couple innings. I've seen a lot of people talk about his, like some of the U.S. hitters stats against Darvish. He's been hit hard by Trey Turner. He's been hit hard by Kyle Schwarber. For me, I don't put much stock into that stuff at all. Things change so much. These arsenals change. Like, I'm not really buying into the fact that, yeah, Trey Turner's, you know, Trey Turner's seven for 20 with two homers for him. Uh, Schwarber has three career homers against Darvish, including that one, you know, uh, in the NLCS last year. I just, do you put any stock into something like that? Or is that something you think you can just sort of uh, throw by the wayside and, you know, chalk it up to variance or something like that? Well, so the thing with Team Japan for me is that they have a relationship with Driveline and they're advised by Driveline. I'm I'm assuming, you know, they have some some sort of, you know, daily frequent communication and discuss strategy one way or the other. Um, obviously, they're getting top tier advice on advanced analytics and, you know, what's the best way to, to do this and. They've determined that the best way to do this is to start uh, Shugo Amara, I think, and uh, bring bring Darvish in at a, a different spot in the game. Um, they're obviously not doing this, you know, out of panic or th- this is a very well thought out move. Um, I don't know the calculus behind it, but I'm sure, you know, they've they've put serious thought into it. So the. The numbers against those guys don't necessarily bother me, but, you know, I also wouldn't necessarily bring him in to face a guy that he's historically bad against. Uh, Maybe they're going to try to bring him in at a certain part part of the lineup or maybe one time through the order. Um, You know, there's all sorts of different uh, calculus 
going on there with with how to use pitchers but it wouldn't surprise me you know you're you're trying if, if you can always get five innings out of your starting pitcher that's that's great if you can get three or four out of this guy that's that's nice um but then maybe i think maybe you're looking at darvish one time through the order maximum mm-hmm. um i could I, I don't know if you have the your computer handy or anything you can pull up his you know stats time through the order maybe maybe you can glean something from looking at that but i don't i don't have that handy um but i would imagine if 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 darvish could do his job one time through the order then um you know otani is going to be there to to finish out the game uh potentially he comes in if if there's any high leverage spot um in relief especially to face the top of the lineup the trout mookie goldschmidt arenado combo i would no doubt expect you know otani to come in and you know if if japan is in a situation to win the game you are going to turn to your best pitcher mm-hmm. and that's shohei otani so uh, you know keep keep that in mind that that you know we're gonna see him tonight if there's a opportunity for him to to come pitch yeah i can't wait um it's gonna be awesome some of the best players in the world going out in this game, playing for their country, and uh, the fans are going to be great. I'm looking forward to this one. I wouldn't be surprised that if the line moves a little bit more towards the U.S. as we get closer to uh, to game time. So I think that if you're looking to back Japan, maybe you can wait a little bit um, as more money flows in on the U.S. Maybe you can get a bit of a better price. I don't think you're really in danger of getting too much of a worse price, so that's maybe uh, another way. What'll, kind of what'll be interesting to see is if any of the accounts, the DraftKings and FanDuel's and whatnot's tweet about percent of handle on Team USA, because I imagine you know, a, a bookmaker or pinnacle might get some international action and some mm-hmm. more sharp action, but you have to imagine at the rec level, you probably are drowning in team USA yes. money today. Yeah. Yeah. So that wouldn't be surprised if that creates some off market prices, you know, at least compared to the market makers too, as we get closer to game time. So just another thing to look out for, make sure you're shopping around, looking for the best price with whatever you're going to get on. Always something we want to preach here is uh, making sure you're getting the best price. But yeah, enjoy the game tonight. And um, thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you're subscribed to Call to the Pen on YouTube. We're going to have another one of these videos coming out uh, either later today or tomorrow, depending on when you're watching this, uh, talking about, you know, all things MLB spring training, win totals, futures, all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe. And uh, Jason, thanks for joining me and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.